Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Hannah Nakagawa. Hannah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Lyle. Um, yeah, this is for the first time for me to be in this uh, breakfast breakfast. Fast show and yeah, thank you for having me here. Okay, so if you are, if you, if you missed Hannah's interview and Hannah, of course, was our feature interview for, um, our Anzac Day special, you missed a very special interview and uh, we were, we're super excited to have H- and Hannah here this morning. Lawson is away. He's covering a story. <laughs> now this is going to be uh, a very significant story that is going to Probably just about take up a whole breakfast show one one morning as soon as we can get it all recorded and, and mm. put to air. So that's where Lawson is in case you are wondering where Lawson is. <laughs> but uh, Hannah, tell me, what are you thankful for this morning? Oh, I'm thankful for our church community. Last night, actually, we had a board meeting in our church and we were praising God for um, last, last service. We had a lot of people. We had like 46 Nearly 50 people, and it has been the uh, the highest number so far because we are church plant, quite new church. Like it started last week, so yeah, thank Lord for bringing a lot of people. <laughs> That's absolutely fantastic. You know, it's amazing when you have a church board meeting and it becomes a praise session. Yes, amen. <laughs> <laughs> Most often, board meetings are not recognised as being a praise session, but that sounds like yeah. I kind of want to go to one of your church board meetings now. <laughs> yes. It was a great time. We prayed together. We praised God. And it was like, um, yeah, spiritual time together too. That's fantastic. I should also mention that, Hannah, um, in case somebody's wondering where your accent comes from, where do you come from? I'm from Japan. Ah, from Japan. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Hannah, let's have some positively different news this morning. All right. So... Who look at the moon last night when I went to... Did you see the moon last night? Yes! You did! I'm so jealous! Unbelievable! I did not see the moon last night and I got up this morning and I'm like, oh, I've got to look at the moon and there was clouds everywhere. (laughs) You missed out! Because when I went to bed, I was like, oh, why is it that shiny? I was like, it's still bright. And yeah, I look at the outside and there was a full moon. And it was a full moon. Pink supermoon. Yes. So okay, okay, I have to ask this question. When yes. you looked at the moon last night, mm-hmm. was it really pink? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. Why do they call it a pink moon? I know. It's a super, it says super pink moon, but it, it didn't really look like pink. So I was like, hmm, it's okay. But it was beautiful. It was like really full moon and yes. um, very bright, very... I, I think it was very, very big as well. So, did you, was it low on the horizon when you saw it, or was it in the middle of the middle of the sky? Middle of the sky. Okay. Yeah, but I just want to share um, because this is exciting. So, um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it is not actually pink in color, but it's named after the first pink flower of the season. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so last night was the full moon and, um, it was like the, yeah, midnight. And yeah, it's really, really cool. And so, so this is, this is, this is, uh, I think, what, what is it? Do we have one of these once a year or twice a year or something? Actually, like, last year, there were three times in oh, a year. Yeah. Three supermoons last year. Hmm. How many do we get this year? 
Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think we only get two this year. Oh, two. Okay. And, how, and what creates the supermoon? Why does it? Why is it so much bigger yeah. on these occasions? Oh, it is interesting though. Um, it says that pe- uh, people say that, "Wow, look at the moon! It's so big." But the doctor Musgrave says that no, it's not. It's just an illusion. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> I was thinking the moon was growing. I'm thinking we're gonna get a bigger and bigger and bigger moon. Uh, yeah, um, but if you want to see the moon at the closest point, you will need to wait until just before or after midnight. Oh, okay. That, that's that's after my bedtime, Hannah. I'm, oh, yeah. I, I am I am in midnight. <laughs> Same for me. Midnight. My head is on the pillow. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't belong anywhere else in the middle of the night, but on the pillow. So, unfortunately, I'm probably going to miss out on the best view of the supermoon. Hey, I've got a question. Yes. And this is an interesting, is an interesting one. I wonder, and and maybe somebody can call through and let us know. Uh, with the supermoon, when we have a supermoon, because the moon comes closest to the earth, does that mean we get king tides? Does the tide, you know, the ocean come in higher mm-hmm. when we have a supermoon? Maybe somebody can let us know. Did we have a king tide last night? You know, oh. the tide come up really, really high. Mm. Oh, yeah. I wonder. I actually went to Nobis Beach two days ago. Okay. Yeah, it was like really beautiful. Um, the sea was like looking really shiny and yeah, it was really pretty. Was it high tide or low tide? Uh, I think high tide actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it looked like that. But yeah. I'm not sure if anyone knows. <laughs> know. All right, let us know. <laughs> Give us a call. What are the numbers to call there, uh, uh, Hannah? It is um, 0491 046 669 for the text and call is um, one eight hundred. Uh, is it? Yes. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. That's it. Absolutely perfect. Perfect. Yes, and there's another news. Um, the it's called loss and disparate hikers saved by man's very weird GPS hobby. What is this? So um, Benjamin Kuo enjoys looking at phone and uh, figuring out uh, preciously where they have been taken. Um, he happily admits that being a, a satellite mapping enthusiast is a very weird hobby. Do you have any weird hobby, Lyle? Yeah, I've got a weird hobby. I collect number plates. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so here's what I... Oh, oh, Hannah, Hannah, you know what I don't have in my collection? Yeah. I don't have a number plate off a Japanese car. Oh. Oh, oh no, off a Japanese... Uh, from Japan. Oh. So I've got them off Japanese cars, yes. <laughs> but I need one from Japan to add to my collection. I've got about maybe 20 odd uh, different nationalities. Oh, wow. Um, I've got most of it, nearly all of the states in America because they mm-hmm. all have different ones for the different states. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a number plate from Japan. Oh, I have to get one for you. You will have to get one. <laughs> you, you're here on the breakfast show. You owe me a number plate from Japan. <laughs> do, do you have pretty ones like in America or just plain ones? Oh, there's one that uh, Japanese uh, is written on it. So, yes. yeah, that will look very different. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. J- Japanese <laughs> characters. I love the ones that have all of the, you know, the different characters. Um, so I've got one that is in Farsi with, uh, you know, Persian characters on oh, it. Oh, wow. I've got another one that has uh, Ethiopic or Ethiopic? characters. Yes. Wow. Uh, characters on it. So um, I've got another one that's got, uh, or I've got a, 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 a one from uh, Israel with Israeli characters Israel. on it. Uh-huh. Wow. That uh-huh. is so cool. And, yeah, it's kind of like 
funny hobby, isn't it? Yes. But this guy had a, um, yeah, satellite mapping enthusiast. He was, he loved, um, looking at the map and this hobby actually saved California, California man's life. Awesome. So what happened is, uh, this uh, guy, Renee, um, R- Rennie, um, was hiking alone and in the national, um, forest when he realized that he no longer knew where he was. But, um, but, um, this, and then, um, 45 years old man texted a phone of, um, he, yeah, basically took a picture of his, um, yeah, leg and then he was like, oh, I don't know where he was. Um, but luckily this guy cool saw the report and he had a hunch, um, um, yeah, notified that the police was, uh, what he thought were the, um, correct GPS, uh, co- coordinates for court's location. So, um, yeah, he said that I was hoping I didn't send them on a wild goose chase and then they would uh, get mad at me. But, um, yeah, he didn't have to worry about leading anyone on wild goose chase on, for long. A rescue helicopter was sent out to the um, canyon and, um, yeah, he was found. And, yeah, how amazing is that? Like this weird. I know <laughs> the, the, the technology that is available today and yes. the strange, uh, Um, hobbies that people have combining together to save a life. That's a fantastic story. Thank you so much for sharing. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Here on The Breakfast Show this morning, as Lawson pops in very briefly to get some uh, tech that he can go and... He's kind of our uh, roving, roving. Oh, he's going to throw the mic. He's going to throw the throw the headset on real quick. Lawson, where are you heading today? Oh, Actually, don't say. I don't can't, say. You I can't, can't say. say. <laughs> I can't say. But what I can say is that it's going to be incredible. I'll say that it's an incredible story of charity that we're going to be covering over the next little while. I guess. Wow. Okay. All right, so that's the, that's the surprise that is coming up for uh, for further on, and we can't wait for you to get back with that story in the can, so that we can play it here on the breakfast show on Faith FM. And uh, we've got Hannah here this morning. You were listening to Hannah on the way in. How's she going? Yeah, oh, she's killing it, bro. Oh. That's all. That's, well, that's you know, I, I like I called a number of people, like you know, people who are experiencing the show, and I'm like, oh, you know what? You know, after, because we did an interview with Hannah that aired on Monday that was fantastic. I was like, dude, I should just get Hannah to come in and do it. Because I knew she would, because she's, she's a reliable, she's a reliable one. So yeah, oh. bam. <laughs> Basically, she's here. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic, and we appreciate um, everything that Hannah is contributing to our show this morning. Hey, uh, we have another clue for our quiz coming up. Uh, clue number two. Is no stone was cut here. Okay, so if you know this is a this is a thing, no stone was cut here. It sounds like a location, but it's actually mm, a thing. Thing, yeah. If you know what the answer is, then give us a call. The numbers to call are one eight hundred Faith FM. One hundred, uh, one thousand eight. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> one eight hundred. The, the Japanese English coming out. <laughs> Sorry, uh, one eight hundred. Um, three two four eight four three. Um, for call and text is one. Uh, sorry, oh four nine one oh six four six six. 
There you go. So those are the numbers. Make sure you save them in your phone. Makes it much easier to uh, to be able to uh, give us a call whenever you need to give us a call. Okay, so on to more serious news. And uh, we've got uh, a couple of guesses come through. We've got at least one there for bragging rights that, that is correct already, which is that's pretty fast. Came, that's intense. Uh, came, it, came through, <laughs> it came through within about three milliseconds of the first of clue. Of the first clue. The first clue. They must Somebody, have read it in their devotions. The first or- clue is I was magnificent. Yeah, yeah, I heard it. So it's just like done, bam, right there. Mm. There you go on the on the <laughs> ball, on the ball. Okay, so what are we talking about this morning? Uh, let's cover the story here. This one is coming out of the state of Idaho, uh, which has banned critical race theory. Okay, so how do you actually do that? Um, oh, somebody else has just came through with bragging rights as well. Well done. Um, okay, so critical race theory, and, and we kind of need to understand what uh, critical race theory is to understand why and how it is being banned. So it's a theory that basically teaches that race is a social construct created to oppress people of colour. So we have a bit of a mixed bag here this morning. We've got Hannah with us from Japan. Mm-hmm. I have a uh, Asian Sri Lankan heritage in my past. Lawson, you're about as I'm as white as they get. My mum is my mum is from uh, she's Irish. My like my mum's last name's Fitzpatrick, and my dad is Walters, which is like the English version of a German name. So basically, like my dad's side were convicts, my mum's side were. Irish immigrants. Okay, so the, so, so the, the idea behind critical race is this, that Western uh, legal systems are inherently racist, mm. um, that their function is to create social, political and economic inequalities against people of colour. Mm. Uh, is that because they, like, identify race as existing? Well, you can't, you can't have critical race theory without identifying race as existing. Mm. And critical race theory, particularly in the United States, is focused on um, people of dark skin colour. Basically, that's that's the that's the direction it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not got anything to do with you know other races as at all. It's all about colour, not actually about race. Okay, but yeah, you've got to you've got to you've got to recognise that there's more than the human race to be able to have critical race theory. Mm. You know, the Bible says there's a human race. We're all humans. That's it. <laughs> Wow. Um, okay, so this is basically Marxism. It has uh, a slight difference from Marx- Marxism because uh, Marxism was class struggle mm-hmm. and they've changed it from being class struggle to being colour struggle. Mm-hmm. So it's exactly the same thing, just a different uh, picture. And, of course, Marxism, you know, if we look at the history of Marxism, in 100 years Marxism was able to or, or engineered the deaths of 100 million people. There's a million people um, you know, a year, a year mm. which is just absolutely horrific. That would have to be the most horrific institution that has ever existed on earth that I can think of. Mm. And we would sort of wonder, you know, why would we be trying to bring something like that back? And, of course, you've got this massive movement in America right now to bring this kind of thing back. Just a couple of examples in Cupertino in California, an elementary school first forced first graders, you know, Little toddlers mm. to deconstruct their racial and sexual identities and rank themselves according to power and privilege. That's, That's pretty intense. rough. That's pretty rough. Springfield, Missouri, a middle uh, a middle school forced teachers to locate themselves on an oppression matrix based on the idea that straight, white, English speaking, Christian, 
males are members of the oppressor class and must atone for their privilege and convert uh, white supremacy. In Philadelphia, an elementary school forced fifth graders to celebrate communism and simulate a communist uh, power rally to, uh, you know, free people from oppression. In Seattle, a school district told white teachers that they are guilty of spirit murder against black children mm. and must bankrupt their privilege. You know, this is the kind of thing that is going on in our world today and it's some pretty crazy stuff. It is Very definitely. shocking. It is. Mm. Okay, so um, Oklahoma has endeavoured to ban this. Now, I'm not into banning stuff. I believe in free speech because without free speech you don't have freedom of religion. That's true. And I believe that, you know, we need to have not just uh, freedom of speech and freedom of religion, we need to be able to discuss ideas. If an mm-hmm. idea can't be heard, it can't be understood, it can't be discussed, it can't be explored. And so Oklahoma hasn't actually banned, you know, discussion. Mm-hmm. They've just banned compelling people to be trained in critical race theory. Mm-hmm. And so, in other words, uh, the idea behind it is that if your students are in a school, mm-hmm. they can't be compelled to do a class on critical race theory. I see. So it's a little bit like saying, well, we can't compel you mm-hmm. if you're in such and such a school to do a class on, say, for instance, Roman Catholic doctrine mm-hmm. if you're, you know, a Protestant. Or vice versa. So it's the same, it's the same kind of thing. And this is what has been happening. And so they're like, well, we don't actually really have a major problem in Idaho yet, but we're going to make sure that we never do because we can see that there are major problems. Um, you know, the, the person writing this article here has, um, created a database of more than a thousand stories similar to the ones that I just shared with you. Mm, And so they're like, this is something we don't want to, um, to have taking place. Mm. Okay, so it does not ban discussion. It bans compelled ideology and provides and encourages freedom to, where did my notes go, to oppose it. So you've got absolute freedom to oppose it without, uh, it doesn't quite go far enough because it doesn't protect staff mm-hmm. who could be forced to do uh, critical race training and, indoctrini- and, and, and indoctrination in an effort to be able to maintain their job. And so it is, you know, copying a little bit of criticism for that. But basically it says this, and this is, this is quite well written. I think this is well written. No public institution of higher education, school district or public school, including a public charter school, shall direct or otherwise compel students to personally affirm, adopt or adhere to any of the following tenets. That any sex, race, ethnicity, religion, colour or national origin is inherently superior or inferior. And this is what I like about these laws mm. because... They go after both sides at the same time. Yeah. They go after both extremes because this is very, very strong legislation against white supremacy. Mm. White supremacy is just as bad if, or, you know, it, any kind of racism is just bad. Yeah. What, what can you say about mm. it? Um, we are all part of the human race. Um, uh, on, on our race, ethnicity, religion, color, or national origin. Or that individuals by virtue of sex, race, ethnicity, religion, colour or national origin are inherently responsible for actions committed in the past by other members of the same sex, race, ethnicity, religion, colour or national origin. This is a biblical principle. The Bible says you are held guilty for what your parents did. And if you are a 
a, uh, a, a child, as a parent, you're not held guilty for what your parents do. Each mm-hmm. one of us is held responsible for our own actions. Yeah. Okay, so no distinction or classification of students shall be made on accounts of race or colour. This is this is good. This is good legislation. You would think in a Western society this would be just the norm. Mm. No course of instruction or unit of study directing or otherwise compelling students to personally affirm, adopt, or adhere to any of the tenets identified um, in paragraph A of this section shall be used or induced in any institution of higher education, any school district, or public school, including a public charter school. It's- You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Okay, joining us on the phone this morning is David Halps. David, welcome to the show. Good morning, Lyle and Hannah, and good morning to your listeners. Good to be back. David, we always enjoy your segment on uh, emotional health. This morning we're going to take up a subject that I think affects, well, Every single one of us, because I don't know that there's anybody who doesn't know somebody hmm. who is not affected by um, ADHD. You know, I can I can think of myself. I know you know quite a few people that are affected by ADHD, and I wanted to spend some time talking about ADHD, what it is. You know, you've got ADD as well. We we use these uh, these, I guess, acronyms. Um, what are we actually talking about? Lol, uh, in the past we used to split ADD and ADHD, but today in the DSM-5, the Psychiatric Bible, we only talk about ADHD, in other words, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So uh, in the past we only spoke about attention deficit disorder, but now the combination. And uh, it's a newly developed mental disorder that affects about 11% of school-age children. Uh, shocking, though, uh, there is research that uh, that says that between the years 2003 and 2011, we have seen an increase of about 41% increase in ADHD. So um, it, is, it is really ca- characterized by developmentally inappropriate levels of attention, impulsivity, and hyperactivity. Now, David, that's a shocking stat, a 41% increase between 2003 and 2011, and we would expect that that projection is increasing. That says to me, I mean, straight off the bat there, that raises a bunch of questions in my mind. Are we dealing with something here that is genetic, that is inherited, or are we dealing with something that is lifestyle? Well, uh, the research uh, says that there's a number of, of reasons why ADHD uh, is taking place. Some say that there's brain anatomy and function that is impacted. Um, we know that genes and heredity plays a role. So in other words, um, in the research, it shows clearly that uh, kids within families, often there is a sibling or a parent themselves that are battling with it. So one in four chance of having a parent with ADHD will have kids with with ADHD. Mm. Uh, Significant head injuries, um, premature birth of children, prenatal exposure to alcohol, nicotine, smoking, increases the risk of uh, ADHD development. And then in very rare cases, there is uh, toxicity, uh, especially lead poisoning that impacts the development and the behavior of the child later in life. 
um, we, research tries to move people away from eating too much sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, that could be an indication or uh, food additives, allergies, immunization. But what we do find, though, is that in the alternative treatments that we see some significant changes uh, in uh, kids and adults that um, live with ADHD when they, for instance, monitor the the colorants, the uh, they, they look at doctors that help them with their uh, allergic reactions to things, but especially the most profound of all is when they are taken out into nature. Wow. 20 minutes. 20 minutes a day in nature, in greenery around them, allowing them to to climb trees. In other words, to use different parts of the brain muscle coordination has shown a remarkable uh, impact on people that live with ADHD. But the uh, the general treatment today is uh, making use of medication. In other words, stimulants and, and amphetamines. Um, we see today that our children predominantly, uh, parents are using TV and video games as a form of babysitting, and therefore there's not much activity happening, and kids um, do not go out into nature. I see it as one of the greatest uh, disadvantages that we can bring to our children. Do screens in and of themselves contribute to ADHD, the, 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 the uh, overuse of screens, apart from the fact that it cuts you off from nature? Screen, uh, there's, there's a lot of research that has been done on the damage that uh, screen watching uh, has on our kids. The first thing is that it actually shuts our frontal lobe down and puts our brain into a hypnotized state. In other words, um, it, it impacts our ability to reason. And one of the side, in, uh, side effects of ADHD is that inability really to to process and, and know when, um, you know, to stop in a certain thing and when to act and where to start with things and to stop, you know, that high-order decision-making processes are so often impaired in people with ADHD. David, you also mentioned um, some other lifestyle issues right here. I mean, your uh, your research there on 20 minutes in nature is just absolutely astounding. I'm wondering, you know, would that include things like, for instance, outdoor sports, you know, soccer, cricket, something where you are uh, exerting a lot of energy running around you're you know in a in a large grass paddock effectively does that count as well you mentioned you know getting out in the bush and climbing trees and going for a hike um what about sports does that count as well in reducing adhd exercise is always a a great way of dealing with um, some of the mental issues that we face uh in general and uh, being able to run around, use, exert your your energy, uh, using muscles that you normally would not use by sitting on, on the couch is, is vital. Um, what I would like to add to this, uh, Lyle, is that when we are out in nature, we're also exposed to negative ions. 
we predominantly find it in uh, wooded areas. We find it along water streams. We find it next to the ocean where we breathe in negative ions, which is actually soothing to our nervous uh, system. Um, research is out that negative ions actually impacts uh, our depressed state. Uh, for the positive, it impacts even the healing process of wounds. Uh, it is given by God in nature for soothing of our, our senses and bring calmness. I don't know about you, but when my soul feels restless inside me, it is the restlessness of the ocean that actually calms me. But there is another component that I want to raise. Uh, the predominant treatment of ADHD is by using amphetamines and stimulants. Now, Lyle, you and I have had friends that uh, frequented Cabernetta in the high day of heroin and cocaine and all of those. And there's a connection there with some of those street drugs. Well, I don't want to go into detail, but what, what is interesting that those amphetamines and stimulants actually affects the dopamine and noradrenaline levels of which are neurotransmitters. And we can, in actual fact, affect those neurotransmitters with the food that we eat. In our depression programs, we, for instance, um, help people in a natural way, a way of, of how they eat to influence the dopamine as well as noradrenaline levels and have huge success with that. That is absolutely remarkable. David, you mentioned about um, the soothing effect that nature has, uh, being in the bush, you know, being beside a creek, uh, being beside the ocean, etc. So often we find today that parents will uh, soothe their children when their children are disruptive or whatever it might be, either with a screen or with a sugary treat. Um, is this actually... Doing the is this actually the opposite of what they should be doing to soothe their children? I mean, it's a quick fix. I mean, you, you, your child is screaming its head off. You shove something sugary in its mouth, and it uh, shuts up uh, momentarily. Is is this a positive thing or not? It is a quick fix for the moment, but it actually aggravates the issues and come back later and and bite us. Um, far better to help the child to draw the attention away onto something different. Uh, we so often feel the pressure as parents when you, you're waiting in line to pay for some goods that you've selected in the, the, the shopping mall and your kid starts to demand and scream and in order to soothe them or just to get them quiet, you give them something sweet. Not only have you rewarded a bad behavior, but you've also created more stimulation for them into, in a negative way and, and therefore it will have a counter effect on you later on. Instead of rather you know, drawing that uh, kid's attention to something different and uh, get them to do something uh, practical. Mm-hmm. Now, David, is ADHD, is that related to, say, something like dyslexia? There is a correlation, but they are not... Uh, sorry, let me back that. People, people battling with ADHD so often would have learning disabilities as well, but they are not necessarily linked to each other. So ADHD, kids grappling with ADHD 
will often have anxiety disorders, uh, oppositional defiance disorder, uh, conduct disorder, in other words, highly antisocial behavior, for instance, stealing, fighting, vandalism, harming people and animals. They would often battle with uh, depression, sleeping problems, uh, autistic spectrum. The question is also asked, are they on the spectrum? No. It is uh, they're not on on the spectrum. What about epilepsy? Often people with ADHD would also battle with epilepsy. Tourette syndrome, uh, involuntary noise and movement, in other words, what we call tics, and learning difficulties like dyslexia. But um, it is not that they are exactly so. It is that you find ADHD people often battling with other issues as well in their life. David, you mentioned that about one in four children of somebody who's ADHD is also ADHD. So that's a very, very strong, you know, connection genetically to their parents. Uh, how much of that is actually a genetic link and how much of that is learned behavior? <laughs> the research is not out yet on that one, Lyle. Um, there is. Uh, a struggle that I have that while I recognize that it's important to um, to diagnose and give a diagnosis, often giving a diagnosis give us a box in which we can go and sit in and do not need to change our behavior. I think it is vital that parents as well as adults actually choose to, to, to change behavior. And therefore, there is a treatment modality that actually helps parents with that. And um, that treatment modality is behavior, uh, behavioral or parental therapy, where in that therapy, the focus is really on helping people to change their behavior. In other words, I, I have worked with many people where uh, psychiatrists have made a, a psychiatric uh, you know, treatment disorder that they've identified. But as you start to work through the underlying causative issues and help people to take personal responsibility and personal accountability, and these are terms that we do not see much happening in modern society. Um, the moment you help people to take that personal responsibility and accountability, you see behavioral change that starts to take place. David Howard, thank you so much for joining us here on Faith FM this morning to talk about ADHD. And it's exciting to see that there are so many natural things that we can do uh, through our lifestyle to uh, to eliminate this particular uh, yeah problem that some people really struggle with. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.